You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Clarity of purpose, clarity of understanding, clarity of thought, and there shall be clarity of expression. At the end of it all, Jesus be glorified and the people be edified. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12 is 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I'll show you. Hello. So we saw the genealogy of Abram, whose father was, was good, terror. Now, we know that Terah was not a believer. Hello? Yes. Terah was not a believer. So, Abraham, in his calling, had to be moved. Get out of your country. From your family. From your father's house. We just saw the scattering of the people. Division among the people. We also just saw the establishment of kingdoms. So the kingdoms of men against the kingdom of God. We saw innovations of men. We saw human ambitions and imaginations in Genesis 11. We saw different languages. All of these were the innovations of men. Which tells you that men have gone out of the way and the will of God. Hello. Hello. So Abraham or Abram. has to be called out. No wonder the church, Ecclesia, 
means the called outward ones. <laughs> Which is so visible here that no one can really live the life of the kingdom when they are followers of their family, country, and father's house. Because everything in the kingdom is opposed to what is in their country, their family, and their father's house. Hello. Oh, clear. Did you realize that right now we have country? It didn't hit you. Because then there was nothing like country. <laughs> so, from Genesis 1, 2, 3, we see a couple. After that, we see a nucleus family. After that, we see a community. After that, we see a city. Now, we see nations. <laughs> and so, now, Abraham, or Abraham, sorry, is part of a country, a nation. Is everybody clear? Okay. So, you see that it categorically states that get out of your country from your family from your father's house. You see why Jesus told them that you would hate your father, your mother, your sister. Hello? You have to prefer me to them. Can you see it quite clear here? You see, so what Genesis seeks to do is to make you understand the patterns of faith. You will have to go out. The moment they are not in the pattern, they are not in the kingdom, you'll be called what? Out. Okay. You will be called out. And so you must be prepared to go out. And, and, and so you can see that Abraham faced exactly what you are facing. It's not new. He had to turn his back to his family, to his nation, and to his father's house. Which also would suggest that he is going to come from a new lineage. Hello? Is it giving you a background of the calling of the 
Abrahamites. <laughs> the children of faith. That's why he's going to receive that instruction and the calling of the father of faith. That this is the pattern all the children of faith would what? Oh, hello. The moment Christ calls you out, he moves you from your nation. Give me first Peter. Two. Eight and nine. A stone of stumbling and a rock of what? Offense. They stumble being disobedient to the word to which they also were what? Appointed. So these are the Jews who were not ready to move. Oh, hello? Like their father Abraham what? Look at the next. Read it carefully. But you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. Now check this. A holy nation. Move out. Okay? Of your from your father's from your country from your family because you are now going into a chosen generation a royal priesthood a new family and a new national country his own special people have an assignment that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Praise God. If you are not sharing the gospel, what are you doing? What are you doing? This is the reason you've been called. You think this is praise and worship? As a matter of fact, your worship is to go out and proclaim. That's what you do in worship when you stand here. Is that not it? You sing what Jesus did, the redemption story. That's your worship, right? Good. Take that out. Yeah, that's your worship. Most of us don't know. That's your worship. Your worship is to go out with the gospel. That's worship. It's not standing here and singing. That one, you, you all, you imprint the conviction of your faith regarding what he has done. So you deepen your conviction. Praise God. That's what they help us do when they're singing. Are you, are you getting the point? Yes. But don't forget, we have already believed. 
<laughs> but when you go out there and you are telling the world what he has done, then you are giving worship. Praise God. So you see, can you realize that this assignment, let's go back to Genesis 12, is not about Abraham. <laughs> it's not about Abraham. You realize why Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. In other words, Abraham was chosen for me. <laughs> so, to a land that I will show you. This is what the Jews stand on. One of the things, major things they stand on. And is the reason why they are still fighting. Because their father Abraham left them a land. Meanwhile, Abraham himself knows that it's not a land. Moses was speaking figuratively. That's why Jesus talks about the Decapolis, the ten cities. That's why he always talks about taking territories for Jesus. That's when you go out and you take a city for the Lord, you take dominion. Are you getting the point? So the land I will show you, what it is, is talking about is how the Lord will gather his people. And it will be conquered for him. That's where crusades came from. <laughs> Praise God. Is that very clear? So Abraham was figurative. All that was said was about God. And the families of the earth. Praise God. Now. One of the things that you must know is this, that Abraham was from a wealthy family. What did I say? Say it again. So, God did not call Abraham to make him rich. If that was the calling, he was already coming from what? A wealthy family. Look at Hebrews 11.4. As a matter of fact, during Abraham's time, do you know what? They built, they built houses on hills. What did I say? Yeah. They built houses on hills. Yeah. You remember we spoke about Cain and innovations. Are you getting the point? Architecture. Yes. So, all of this stuff they were doing, if these were the reasons, God wouldn't have called Abraham. Hello. Are you here with me? Because all of these things were in vogue already. Before Abraham was what? Called. So, he was not called. Did you see that they were building a city? In Genesis 11. Yes. Are, are you getting the point? So, you see, all of these should be landmarks to iron out the true calling and the assignment of Abraham. 
if we are called to build cities, they were building cities in Genesis 11 without any divine unction. Are you here with me at all? So I dare say that anybody that tells you this, that your calling is to be made rich, to build cities, said, I have a vision, I have a purpose. It's a lie. Tell the person, your pastor says they are lying. And tell them they don't have a vision. It's an ambition. You don't need God. Vision is still. It's of God. Ambition is of man. God wants you to build souls. Not cities. If you say I'm building houses, beautiful. Build it. But don't put God to it. Do you understand it clearly now? Beautiful. Am I making sense? So now, the succession of events, if you're really reading through the lines and looking at the patterns, you realize that it has nothing to do with material things. (laughs) So when you see that, okay, show you the land, the land I will show you. Are you getting the point? Ah, no. He would definitely be positioned somewhere, but it is not about the land or the location. It's about a movement that God has already pre-planned. That man has always been disobedient. Hello. And he found another man to use who came from the family of idol worship but as a head of his father said <laughs> are you getting a boy yes his great grandfather and decided i'm going to follow praise god are you getting the boy yes so let's go to hebrews let's look at the motivation behind this journey faith let's already go so by what by what? By what? By what? So, what is the motivation? Faith. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God, testifying of his gifts, and through it, watch this. He being dead still speaks eternal life. So the motivation for the journey of Abraham is what? By faith. So he has studied through Abel. Are you getting the point? Yes. Through Seth. Through Noah. And now he says, I will follow the faith of my fathers. Faith of our fathers. Living still. In spite of danger, fire and sword. Oh, how our hearts lift up with us. Faith of our fathers, holy faith. We will be true to thee today. May that be your song. So, the motivation for the journey of Abraham is what? Look at Hebrew 11.9. By faith, 
He dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Praise God. (laughs) Who dwelling in houses in Trasaku, in Airport Hills in Cheado. Hello? Hello? That is not the standard. I'm sorry if I disappointed you. You see, the Hebrew writer says they dwelt in the land of promise. Figurative. <laughs> so you see, he says what they said is Canaan. What they said is Canaan. That you call the land of promise is Christ. So they were called to dwell in Christ. And he said, the three, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all dwelt what? In tents in the land of what? Promise in Christ. How did they do it? By faith. By believing. Oh, praise God. So you see the land that Genesis calls is giving the true name as revealed. Concealed Old Testament, revealed in the New Testament. So now in the New Testament, we know that it is what? Christ. Are you getting it now? Do you understand it? Are you sure? You do. Good. So, so it's Christ. <laughs> That's why he said, what this? As with him of the word, same promise. And check where they were dwelling. They were dwelling in what? Tents. The word tents, the word xenos. Xenos. Which speaks categorically to what they have been called into. Which also speaks to what we have been called into. It means surgeon. We are surgeoners. We are strangers. We are not of this world. The world does not have a hold on us. Hey! Are you here with me? That's why the tabernacle will get to Exodus. Was not with blocks. It was tents. Because God is not causing us to stay here permanently. We are strangers. We are sojourners. Yes. So we are travelers. 
So you see, when you, you have anxiety and worry and, and you dread uh, trouble and persecution and hunger and call them, you don't know who you are. You're a sojourner. Sinners. You can never have BP. If you have it, you yourself decided to borrow it. <laughs> yes. Alas, it was borrowed. You, 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 so, retain it. <laughs> To its proper owner is not yours. That's why your body is a tent. <laughs> so it speaks to the spirit dwelling in tents. The eternal spirit of God. Which is eternal, permanent, perfect, dwells in the temporary, in the imperfect. Hebrews 11, 13. These all died in faith. Watch, 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 watch. Not having received the promises. Don't worry about promises, it's promise. Hello. But having seen them afar off, they were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on this earth. They embraced, confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on this earth. So their permanent address is not here. Yeah. Hmm. If it was the promise of land, why would he say they did not receive it? Think together with me. Why did he say? Ah, didn't they go on the land? <laughs> it is not. It's not. All right? So, it's, it's very important that you know this. Right? It has nothing to do with, that's why he said, this all died. Watch this. In faith. The motivation for their journey. Why? Watch this. They saw the promise afar off. They knew about Christ who would come to redeem. They believed. Hello? When they died, anybody looking will say they have no what? Received. Because the Christ did not what? Come. But they were waiting in the state of paradise. Hallelujah. Praise God. They were only unconscious. They did not die. They were waiting for the eternal spirit, the promise of the Christ to rise and then enter them and together they will go with the Christ. 
Notice I'm not using Jesus. I'm using the Christ. The anointed one. Praise God. This is sweet, man. Now, one of the things that you must get very clear is this. They are not ashamed. Embraced. Confessed. Embraced. Confessed. Embraced. Confessed. It speaks a lot. Embraced. Confessed. Do you realize that they were not wishy-washy? They were very focused. They knew whom they had believed. He said they were persuaded. In other words, nothing stops them. Their motivation and their reason is the Christ. Now, if you are a believer and you have mood swings, you are not persuaded. Yeah. You are not. You are not persuaded. Did you hear what I just said? Eh? Did you hear that? You. No, 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 anybody. You. You heard it. If you have mood swings, you don't know your identity. Okay. Should I buttress my point with facts? Now, watch this. Not having received the promise. If it is of faith, it can't be of sight. <laughs> True or false? It's either by faith or it's by what? Sight. Simple. When you see a moody person, what happened? Something that moved them by what? Sight. Either what somebody said, what somebody did, what they felt. Eh? Yep. True or false? Oh, true or false? Yeah. So, watch this. The writer says that these all died in what? In faith. Not having received the promises, but having so their eyes were fixed on the promise. When your eyes are fixed by faith on Christ, the author, the finisher of your faith, there shall be no mood swing. The moment your eyes shift, your emotions will swing. That's why he continued and told us why. The features are there. They were persuaded of them. Embraced them. Confessed. Watch this. Persuaded is not something that you see. It's an inner conviction. Oh, hello. They moved to embrace. So you can see by their what? Action. They held on to it. That's the word embrace there. 
to hold on to what? Something. Hey, hello? And it, it was their talk every time. They kept speaking it. They kept saying it. They kept confessing it. Praise God. So, if something happened because they kept their faith on the faith and they knew they were pilgrims, it will shake off. <laughs> we don't belong here. If that person loses all the money they have, they will shake it off. If they lose a loved one, they will shake it off. Ah, are you getting the point? Because they have in view their destiny and their destination. Praise God. The word pilgrim is the word paripiemos. Actually, Peter also called himself a pilgrim. First Peter 1.1. 1, 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, was, he said, to the pilgrims of the dispersing of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. You see what they put in the believers. The pattern. Observe the old path, the old paths, the old landmarks. And walk in it. Pilgrims! Look at 1 Peter 2.11. Watch it. Go. Beloved, I beg you, as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. We are pilgrims. We are sojourners. In other words, we are not here to please this body. That's all he's saying. We are here to rule in the spirit. To walk in dominion. Praise God. Are you here? So it is having heaven in view. And living heaven on earth. Praise God. Jesus. So the essence of what we call the journey is a figure of speech. So when God said in blessing I will bless you the word he used was the word Barak, meaning to congratulate, to confer honor. Hello. To confer what? Or to what? Congratulate. Hello. Okay? Write these texts down. Genesis 1.22. Genesis 1.26. Genesis 1.28. Genesis 2, 3, Genesis 5, 2, Genesis 9, 6. Do you remember? I told you these are all the emphasis. Be fruitful. Multiply. Fill the earth. Bless you. And the Lord blessed them. Are you getting the point? Congratulated them. Conferred honor on them. Hello? Oh, are you here? Are you done, everybody? Look at Genesis 12, 2 and 3. 
will make you a great nation. I will bless you. You see the word? You see the word? Is the word what? Hello? And make your name great and you shall be what? A blessing. Is that correct? Hmm? Three. And I will bless them that bless thee. Hello? Okay. And reject them. Curse him that curses you. Okay? In thee shall all the families of the earth be conferred on and on. <laughs> Through this pattern. So in other words, anyone who believes in the promise, honor will be conferred on them. That blessedness is righteousness. Praise God. That blessedness is what? Righteousness. Is that clear? Are we all clear? So, so to bless a man from a wealthy home should mean that it was not material. Is that very clear now? Okay. So Genesis 12 will show us the movement. In the movement of Abraham, we see the state of a believer. The state of a believer. Although it was literal. Genesis 12, 7. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. Praise God. Alright? So, we can understand it. Can we? Yes. So, this promise shall be to your children. Hello. Christ came from the lineage of A. Abraham. Hello. So the Bible, at a point, we see in the, <clears throat> when you read the 12, being honest about Abraham's moral failure. Yes, he was dishonest about it. Yeah, Genesis 12, 8. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west, and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So you can see, pitching his what? Tent. Once again, tent, 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 tent. Okay? Yes. So the synagogues, it's amazing that they built the synagogue in tents and yet they didn't understand the significance. That's why in Exodus, they were moving. Yes, that's what they called it, the moving. And the cloud that moved with them. <laughs> so it all represents the body and the spirit. That we will house God, we'll be moving. And as we move, God moves. Wherever we are, God is there. <laughs> are you okay? Do you understand? So as we move, God. So all of that is clear here. Tent, altar. Tent, altar. Are you getting the point? Yes. Wherever he goes, God is there. Wherever he goes, God is there. Genesis 13 speaks to the strife between Lot 
and him. Okay? He reveals believing right to live right. Write it down. I'm not going to go through Genesis 13. There's not much. Okay? Yes. So Abraham believed. And because he believed, he lived right. He believed right to live right. In the midst of gross disrespect, he still loved. Yeah, he still loved Lot. He still asked him to choose first. He called him on the journey. His disciple in Christ. Yes. So, he didn't curse him. He didn't curse him. He also shows us the levels of growth. Hello? The levels of growth and maturity. We also see that we don't look by sight. The leadership of the spirit is key. Is that very clear? Yes. Okay? So, Lord was looking, but he was not seeing. <laughs> it always comes back again to the power of choice. In Genesis 13, it was Lot who chose Sodom and dwelled there. Not under compulsion. True or false? True. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. And then it also speaks to association, how we have to be careful associating with the world. It corrupted Lot's children. It really did a lot of harm to Lot. Out of Lot's children came the Moabites. Yes. And he became one of the strongest enemies of Israel. So Genesis 14. Abraham comes from war. You know that. Genesis 14, Abraham comes from war. What happened? They caught the brother. The ramifications of a disobedient disciple and a stubborn disciple. And Abraham will not give up on Lot. And was ready to go for war to redeem the soul of his disciple from the hands of Satan. Courts. Hello. Praise God. All right. That's where he meets Melchizedek. Melchizedek. So Melchizedek was used by Moses to prefigure the priesthood of Jesus. All right. He didn't have a beginning, he didn't have an end. Okay. Yes, so the account shows us he just came and then he disappeared. That's how the account. It doesn't mean that he was an eternal being. No, that's not it. He actually was revealed in the account as the type of the Christ, the priesthood of Jesus. Praise God. Is that very clear? So, in other words, he was reminded of the promise of eternal life. He was given bread. 
and wine. Hello. Yeah? Yes. And Abraham also honored the God. He did not wait to be asked. He gave to honor. Yes. Melchizedek received his tithe. So if you are here and you don't give, you have to be coerced to give. We are teaching you the truth. That you don't need to give for God to bless you. But it doesn't mean that you don't have to consistently, consciously honor God with your giving. Now, if you don't do that, it is a mockery of your faith. Are you getting my point? Yes. It is an acknowledgement that you receive from him. And you know that you receive from him. And whoever you know you receive from, you honor them. True or false? Yes. You honor them. So it is very important that as a believer, just like Abraham did. You see, all of these are the patterns. Did you see that Noah was not asked to give? Did you see that? Because they know the pattern. The God who took him through the flood. He knows. So he himself straight away, right the first thing, he honored God by giving to God. So as a mature believer, your, your giving should always go ahead of you. Okay? It means that you testify of the goodness of God consistently. In Genesis 13, 14, Abraham actually speaks clearly to how we protect one another in the body. You see how he defended and protected Lot and was ready to negotiate before God because of Lot, the people of Sodom, his heart for souls that they should not perish. All of that is seen clearly in the father of faith. Praise God. So we are not in a faith that gives away its people and embarrasses them with their failures and with their weaknesses. That's not a pattern. Even when Adam and Eve said we are naked, God said, who told you? You are naked. And he covered them. And then you have a pastor say, you think I'll cover you? I won't cover you. You won't cover what? He won't cover what? Even God, from the beginning, showed you the pattern. You cover the nakedness of your people. Oh, hello. If you look through the New Testament, you see the pattern there. All those that were caught in moral failure, their names were not mentioned. A certain guy, a certain woman, a certain this, a certain that. They never mentioned each other's name unless it had to do with doctrine. I asked a young man, so if you see your wife having a moral failure, he said, Pastor, what I will do to her, I will tell the world. I said, you already failed. You are not a responsible man. You can't marry. And it's the mentality of most believers. 
we easily want to give people away. It's the same thing when somebody comes to a brother and tells a brother, hey, you see this sister? Hmm, you don't know. We, is, I mean, it, how we do it, I don't even understand. Instead of killing the fire. You see, if somebody comes to you to tell you about somebody, tell them, have you settled it with them? Go and settle it with them. Simple. Go and settle it with them. Genesis 15, 6. And he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Praise God. And he believed what? In the Lord. And what? For what? So where is our righteousness? In our believing in the Lord. Praise God. So for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Hello. Praise God. What a good God. What a good God. What a good God. What a good God. All right. We'll end here. We'll continue next week. Grace, glorious grace. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor, Cary Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.